Welcome to How Now, the podcast where we talk about how to live in the now. And here's your host, Kim Martin Raymond. Peace and blessings, and welcome to another edition of the How Now podcast, where we talk about how to live in the now. I am your host, Kim Martin Raymond. I'm a spiritual life coach, minister, author, and founder of Redefining You LLC, where I help my clients to realign themselves, mind, body, and spirit. So glad to be back with you all. I was live from Houston last week, and now I'm back in the A. So happy to be back here with you all. And happy to have this beautiful queen here with me. She is a former guest on our show. And as is customary with the How Now podcast, I'm going to allow her to reintroduce herself. Hello, everyone. Dr. Amina Ali here. I am one of the very, very honored and humble guests on the How Now podcast. And I want to thank you for joining me today and bringing me back. I am um, toppled with uh, quite a few things that I'm going to be doing in my life, but some of the things that I have done. Um, I am a mom of many, many. I have given birth to two, but raised five. I have a dynamic um, retirement plan now that I've served 30 years in the military, excuse me, 30 years in medicine yeah. and military train. Yeah. I am a U.S. Army vet and mm-hmm. I have uh, served my country for a little over 11 years. And I am welcoming the next chapter, the how now of retirement yes. <laughs> in my life right now. So I am so honored to be here. Recent survivor of uh, breast cancer and someone that is truly a champion of survivors, no matter where you're from. And I think that's going to be the next level of this leg of help and compassion to be able to help survivors speak and speak through their voice. of triumph and um, goodness. So thank you so much for having me. Oh my goodness. Yes, it's great to be here. And again, thank you for your service. You are a uh, former uh, veteran and uh, Gulf War, uh, you know, a participant or Gulf, you were in the Gulf War. And, uh, you know, like I said, we thank you for your service and for your many years in medicine. Congratulations on your recent retirement. Hi, I'm the, like you said, it's, it's, it's the next level, but it's a level up. Always, always. So I'm excited about that. So I just wanted to touch briefly on what we talked about when you were here on our last show, because we were talking about human rights. We were talking about some of the violations that we've seen in society. We talked a little bit about, in, you know, internally displaced families and, and, and the issues that were taking place there and children that are being separated from their families. And um, we also touched a little bit on gender and human rights and and you know the the disparities and the things that we've been seeing as a result of COVID and and seeing the unplanned pregnancies and and seeing some of the you know social impacts that it's had on on our families the abuse and and some of the you know unplanned pregnancies and what what happens uh, you know when you know situations like this occur and and how we can move beyond this point so. Like I said, we touched on quite a bit. We talked about your, you know, your uh, being a cancer survivor and the experience that you had there. There are just so many things that, you know, take place when we talk about human rights, even in general, when we talk about the disparities and we are continuing to see these things, you know, um, since, since the last time you were on our show, we've even seen uh, situations even in Haiti. You know, we know I traveled there and, and the, uh, you know, we, we had, we had come back shortly, um, before the, uh, kidnapping took place. And so, you know, going to see things that are happening, you know, across the country, you know, seeing violence and seeing, you know, the lack of empathy. And we, you know, we spoke about that too, so much that we're seeing and and having to contend with and and it doesn't seem like there's an end in sight and so we're seeing you know as we're going into the holidays you know we're going to see a, a lot more before we see things begin to dissipate yeah. and so you know we want to talk about definitely the 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 efforts that have been made since the last time you were here and to you know bring some more to the conversation 
about some things that need to be addressed. So let's talk, wherever you'd like to dive in, honey, dive in. Well, let's talk about society because we're getting ready to enter into this post-COVID era. And this is going to be a great dynamic that is going to be just as new and just as confusing as the COVID era was. Um, This is going to be an era that is going to allow new norms. We're going to build back better and build back differently. And we still don't even know what that looks like. I think with the communal efforts that we're doing now to go back into this gradually, start setting our boundaries, as as you mentioned, start doing some healing inside, we're going to also offer and open up how we're going to see that in our job space, in our career space. So many people are hiring now. I just looked the other day, and and I'm not looking for a job, clearly, but I just saw, I was in the post office and it was like, they were hiring. When's the last time the post office was hiring, you know? And now they're hiring voraciously. Yes. Um, Amazon on the buses, you see Amazon and, and they have handicapped people and veterans. Veterans here in New York, all you have to do is show your ID and they give you a job. Like they're just asking yeah. for people to come back. Why? Mm-hmm. Because people were realizing that they were in such toxic environments and that they can earn money and still be at home. So we were kind of spoiled a bit. You know, we were in a trauma situation that didn't really bode well with our communication with each other. We were, we were separated and almost ostracized from each other. And then when we kind of took a step back, we realized the environments that we came out of is not the environments that we need to go back to. Right. So a lot of people are deciding not to go back to work and to do things at home, which is what certain companies are starting to do. And now they're calling it either virtual or hybrid offerings in wow. their um, their givings in careers. And people are seeing that that is better for them because now women, which have, we've been asking for years to be able to yes. stay home and take care of our children and still be yes. able to work. We're now going back in the workforce. Um, women like you opening up your businesses. And now they're saying women of color, number one, number one with opening new businesses and starting new businesses and ventures. So society going into this post-COVID thing is going to have raised voices. They're going to have voices that said that didn't work too well. And thank God for COVID because now we're able to get out of it. We're going to do this now. And we're emboldened because now I'm going to do this for me. I'm not going to do this because it looks good or it's in vogue or, or we're, you know, it's, it's content is competent now. No, we're doing this because it works for me and it's been working mm-hmm. during COVID and I'm not going to stop something that's going to keep my money going. Um, we're also learning that people that are in tragedy, such as people in IAT and, and those in Afghanistan, these women are coming into the United States, they're opening up shops. You should see the shops here in New York that are opening up with Afghani women that are using the, the, the money from their lost husbands or the inheritance that they have. They're opening businesses now. These women, I mean, they have an Afghani woman coalition here in New York now wow. that they said, look, we're going to get together and use our businesses and send that money back home. These people are deciding to do more with what they have than they ever have. This is the mindset. More women are going into into government and into um, positions in Congress and senatorial uh, positions. There are also women that are dealing with what they have dealt with, which is the tragedies and saying no more. No more am I going to deal with this anymore. I don't deserve this. There's enough time in my life now to be spent on happiness and the good things. And they are reorganizing what they see as their reality into a more positive and more effervescent way. This is the change. This is what we've been waiting for. And, you know, so many people say, Amina, how could you say that you you appreciated COVID? Because of this. Yes. I've said that so many times. I cannot thank God enough for sending COVID this way because he is the author and the diviner of all things. And I know he allowed this to happen to show us this. He allowed this to happen. Now, are you saying... You know, a lot of um, the the morbidity of this is, you know, dealing with my breast cancer and and that type thing. And I said, well, you know, I got breast cancer through all of this. And it's like, no, I didn't get breast cancer. I got a second leash on life. I got breast cancer because I was meant to sit down to figure this out. So, and sometimes the law got to put you on your butt. He has to, he has to, God has to say, sit down. And I'm telling you to sit like your mama used to do. Give you that look. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. You're right. This is the beauty of it. And this is what I hope the reckoning will be when we start to unfold what tomorrow brings. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, you've touched on some, some very powerful points, you know, it is, it is, it is a time of healing. It is a time of setting boundaries. Absolutely. Because, you know, we're not always in a position of strength to be able to do that. 
And then the things that we're seeing with, with women, you know, uh, of color. And I mean, you know, I've done research, you know, when I was in my doctoral program, I've done research about, you know, the intersectionality, you know, of, of, and, 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 you know, just the layering of so many points of dissension for, for women of color and in so many strikes against them and, and being so far down on the totem pole and to see, (laughs) to see so many changes. And like you said, business, women going into business, seeing them going into politics and, 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 you know, at, at rates that are, are unimaginable, Yes, you know, and then talking about it being like, yeah, it's a, it's an employee's market. You know, we talk about a buyer's and a seller's market when we talk about real estate. This is an employee's market because you are seeing a lot of people saying, well, no, I'm not going to work for that. Or no, I'm not going to do that. And, and, and what can you offer me? And now employers are having to do that. They're being given funding for programs and what have you as well. But at the same time, they're having to make it lucrative for, for the people that are coming on. I mean, you know, I've heard numbers in the, in the millions of people who have left their jobs. I have gone into places and seen two and three people working. You know, I went to a store this morning and wanted to try something on. They're like, there's only two of us here at the store today. We can't, we can't allow anybody in there because there's not enough of us here. You know, we're seeing people leaving the customer service realm at alarming rates because yep. people are like, you know what, I, I can do better by myself or, you know, I, what I'm what I'm experiencing is is not, uh, you know, conducive to to being able to to take care of my family. How can I support my family? How can I have that work life balance? Yes. If, if I'm working for, for pennies. Right. You know? And so people are, are leaving. People are. Are, are trying to figure out, okay, and, and they're, like you said, they're finding their voice and they're saying, yes. hey, you know what, enough of this, you know, what what can you do for me? Correct. That I can't and, do for myself. And you know, what what bothers me so much, and especially, and you, you really triggered a, a big thing in me, um, this, this build back better mindset is mm-hmm. just that. We're building, we're coming back, and we're going to be better. So that's the new focus of what is happening. However, so many people are not used to change, which is like, it's, it's like pulling teeth in certain people. And I think it's because they've never had to do it on their own. Something always had to change for them, just like the pandemic. Something had to change them in order for them to see, oh, well, I guess we got to do it this way. And now once you do it for more than 30, 45 days, it becomes a habit. That's right. So it's almost like society had to change them, had to, had to make them pivot. So now you see a lot of the businesses, now that they're coming back, you notice DEI is a huge thing. Huge. Huge. Every time I turn around, they're looking on there. There's a a posting down in the veteran center um, that I go to to help the, the, uh, we have veterans that are dealing with mental um, issues and PTSD. And I go down and I help counsel and I'm looking on the board and a lot of them are DEI in this and DEI in that and DEI. And I'm thinking like, what? Just on the board alone, there was like 30 jobs and I think 25 of them were DEI something. Oh, yes. And I'm looking at this and I'm like, so they realized it. If everybody is hiring DEI in some way, they realize what they have done and they realize why people are not coming back. So now I'm seeing this as this is not really for them. This is for society because if so many jobs, 30 jobs and 25 are DEI jobs in some way entry level, supervision, management, something. They're opening up jobs for us. They realize what they did wrong. They realize that they were not equitable, definitely not diverse, and they weren't inclusionary. So what does that tell you? That they realize that they're going to lose money. Down here in in New York, in the the big buildings, in in, um, I call it the the, the swollen concrete because there's so much money that is bursting through the concrete. Okay. They have office spaces. Do you know those that are making two and three hundred thousand dollars have told them they're not coming back? Mm. They're not coming back to the office. Mm. So now you have full staffed offices that are empty. Mm. They had a, a thing in the paper that said they're up to 15% occupied. 15% out of a hundred percent occupancy that they had before COVID. Wow. So that means 85% of the people that are working there either are not coming back, quit, they took their severance and went on. 
or they're like the, the, the most, the majority of us that have mm. to get a job, but now they're realizing they can do this at home. So they're going to jobs that are going to allow them to do this. So people like Amazon there, I'm telling you they all you got to do is show an ID and you get a job because wow. they know people don't want to do this. That's why the paper, the, the mail is slow. People at the post office don't want to have to go in. They mm. want to be able to do something at home. So they're seeing this. And this Build Back Better is, is more visual because this thing did this to us. It is making us realize what environments we were in and the toxicity is ending. Mm. It is ending and we're doing it ourselves. You know, um, quick point. They told me um, when I was going to the, to the VA that I could get a loan when they were doing the PPP loans and, right. and trying, they were saying that if you just open a business and you're a woman, you're, right. you're of color, you're a veteran, and you're of a religious piece. They said, you can automatically get a loan. They were giving me $15,000, $20,000. They said, because you you check all the boxes. You're a woman, you're a veteran, you're African-American, and you're Muslim. They don't even have Muslims coming down there because there's not many veterans that go into Islam or many veterans that are Muslim. So they, they, and and I'm seeing this and I'm like, are you, they said they're giving money away. So what does that tell you? That means not only did they know that they were being stingy, they were inaccessible to everybody, but they know that they are required to give this money away. And if they don't, they will be taxed a higher piece. So they're willing to just give it away, give it away, give it away. So I'm giving this resource to you now today because I realized that they're not advertising. If you stumble upon it, they'll give it to you. But I had to go down to the vet center in order for me to figure that out and find that out on the wall. Right. They're not advertising it. So what they know is they saying, okay, we're going to do this because we know we have to do it, but we're not going to do this so that everyone gets a piece of it. So this is where we have to jump in and be able to be now the mouthpiece. Like we were back in the day when we were slaves and we were going mouth to mouth, telling everybody what to do and how to do it so that everyone can get the benefit. We need to be the the mouthpieces now and be able to tell people. So I'm telling your audience, if you're a veteran, if you're a woman, if you're a Christian woman, Muslim woman, Jewish, it doesn't make a difference. If you're a woman of color, if you are a, a woman, <laughs> if you are a veteran and if you're of a religious background, yeah. go get that money from the VA because they're giving yeah. fifteen dollars and $20,000 away just because you're a woman opening a business. That's it. And it's always like you said, knowledge is power. And so yeah. if you if you're going and, you know, and you're not sure, go and ask the question yes. because we see people, you know. For, for every good, there's somebody trying to do something to to you know fuck the system to try to do something to to thwart the things that that they're trying to do to to assist. And so yeah, there's always going to be somebody out there who is going to not speak the entire truth and and make it bad for those who are trying to to go about getting these resources in an honorable way. Yeah. But if, if you're not sure or you're just uh, afraid and that's sometimes fear is, you know, plays a big part in that. Sometimes yeah. people are like, well, you know, I'm scared. I don't want them to come and say that I misused the funds or I did this and that. Go and ask the questions. Ask what the qualifications are. Ask, you know, what it is that that you're supposed to do or right. what is it that you need? Have your game plan, have your plan and work your plan. You know, don't just go down there and say, well, I'm just going to get it now. Figure it out once I get it. You know what I'm saying? Have <laughs> a plan. <laughs> right. Be about your business. Right. You know, talk about what is it that you're looking to do? What are the actionable items that you're looking to do? What is it that you're seeking to accomplish? How are you going to, I mean, how is it going to impact the community at large? Yes. What is it that you're doing? And these are the kinds of questions that we should be able to answer Correct. When asked, it's just not a matter of saying, oh, I just want to go and get the money. You know, I need my car fixed or I need my house fixed. They have funding for those kinds of things, too. Yes. OK, but yes. the whole point of it is that I say all that to say that knowledge is power. Yeah. When we when we take the time to educate ourselves and find out the ins and outs, then we can go about, you know, navigating effectively. We yes. can go about you know, doing things in, you know, in decency and in order. order Everything doesn't yeah. have to be on the slip and slide on the backhand side for a discount <laughs> hookup. Everything doesn't have to be that way. What? You know, and, but, but that's what happens. We, yeah. we get, you know, we, we see the dollar signs and we think about, you know, the situations that we're in and there are so many opportunities now for us to get things right and for us to do things in a manner that are, you know, that's going to, you know, promote us yeah. as a people and to uplift us as a society. 
Correct. So, so, you know, you definitely touch on something that's real. And so, like you said, I hope that you all are listening. Yes. If you are a woman, if you are a veteran, if you, you know, are of a particular religious background, go and find out what funding is out there for you and, and take advantage of it. We that's don't right. know how long it's going to be, how long it's going to be there. And we don't know if that they're going to continue to advertise for it. And the next thing you know, you're going, you're going to look around and, and it's, it's going to dry up. It's going to be right. gone. That's Somebody's right. going to find a way to get it. Yeah, yeah. And they're going to give it, they're going to, nepotism is all about that. Yeah. yeah. But I, I really think that a lot of why it is that we don't go out um, and, and seek that is because we've never been taught what a plan is. If you notice as a people, we've always been put into a situation where we've had to just survive. We've oh. never learned how to thrive as a people. Yeah. We have a you know pocket of people that are of color that have made it to the Ivy Leagues and then you know the Fortune 500s and that type thing. But the more majority of us are living in this very um, pernicious environment, this environment yeah. where we've slowly been traumatized into this gradualness of being afraid. So yeah. it's 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 because we've always been oppressed or suppressed in some way yeah. that now when we when we're, we're it's time the doors are opening we're afraid to go through the doors because we're thinking there's trauma on the other side of it, right. and it's one of those things that hinder us as a people. And I know I walk in different circles. And some of those circles are not very welcoming to anyone that they don't know or they don't recognize or they're not used to. Some of those circles is one of the ones like now at the UN where I literally have to walk people in by hand, say, come on in, you, you are welcome. Why? Because I'm here and I'm going to make you welcome. So that's another piece to it that we have to make people welcome in other circles. And then the third piece is we have to inform other people that there are other circles. Um, and this is a huge thing because a lot of us want to, you know, I have my people and they take care of me. So I'm just going to hold on to them because if we get more people in here, then it's going to be less of a pie slice that I'm going to have. And all of this crabs in a barrel reimagined. Yes. You know, I call it yes. crabs in a barrel 2.0 because now right. it's open to us. Now we just going to hold on to what we got and we just right. not going to get. Come on, come on, come on. This this pie is big enough for all of us to eat and get fat. I promise all you. Of us. All of us. And what I see in that is that we haven't had the opportunities that, you know, I'm, I was watching, quick story, I was watching American Greed the other day. If you haven't watched it, go just binge watch it for a while. American Greed, the program is designed to highlight people that have fraudulently spent over, I think it's $10 million. I think the, the minimum for the show is 10 million. So that means someone has, has had to have stolen, fraudulently taken, of uh, uh, swindled somebody out of at least $10 million, okay? So I'm looking at all of these shows and I'm binge watching all Friday because Friday is my Sabbath. So I'm watching Friday evening, all of Saturday because I really, I had a little head cold. So I'm watching and I'm watching all of these episodes and I'm literally seeing entitled and privileged people. They say things like um, over the next six months, she was able to get people to uh, give her $80 million. <laughs> can you say that out loud again because i needed to hear that in a replay right. did you say in six months you were able to get someone to do 80 million dollars that you know what that means you rolling in circles that have more than that to throw away right you got people to give you 80 million dollars so it's not even it. being in a circle but you did what you had to do to get it out of their pocket into your bank account right. 80 million dollars so what that tells me is that there was at least $80 million out here that we could have used in our community for these food deserts, for this, this you know, people that are dealing with addiction or, or mothers that are needing to help their children uh, afford vouchers for daycare. Right. $80 million can shape ship a community overnight. That's right. And this is not saying the $80 million one lump sum. I'm talking $80 million over time What's can that? change the mindset. That can allow a woman to go get a second job and put more money in her pocket or allow a woman to to actually get her children back so that she can feel some self-worth and some self-value. Right. Right. This can allow a father to, to help his daughter or his son to be a better father because now he can work a job that can pay right. the child support or right. at least be there for their child. Right. Do you not realize this? So I'm looking at these episodes and I'm seeing this and I'm like, this is a, a, a very pernicious over time mm -hmm. trauma that is happening to society, but this is 80 million here, 50 million here. 1.2 billion over here. And it's, are you kidding me? This is what was just stolen by one person? One person. Are you serious? 
So it's, 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 I don't know. I, I think it was an insult to my intelligence to see this happening. Cause I'm like, this is crazy. And they're advertising this in a, in a show. So that means that again, entertainment. It, thank you. So if it's entertainment to tell me that $1.2 billion was stolen over a year's time, you're telling me that there was $1.2 billion that could have been put into our community, could have housed veterans. Disposable income that people are just, that, that people just had. Throwing away, sis. They are throwing it away. So it bothers me to my core that we have a community that in, and they, and they brag about it. Oh, during the housing market uh, uh, drop in 2008 and 2009, he was getting $5 million a month. Mm-hmm. You're like, what? Say that again, because my head hurts right now. You know, like, I I can't even get this, how they're finding loopholes of loopholes to be able to get money in a downtime. And they're waiting. Some of them said they they went to jail for for malicious laying wait. Do you know what that means? That means you intentionally waited for this to happen, for you to capitalize Mm. on someone's loss. You intentionally, you knew this was coming. Wow. So that means that there's that there's that tax thing or that, you know, wow. you, you sat back and you were just like, hmm, give it a couple of more months. And as soon as you saw it, you were like, bam. And wow. you just hit that computer and just started shoveling all this money your way. And they're talking billions and almost $900 billion. How do you have $900 billion to your access? Right. In one country. Right. So right. I'm like, I, I can't. So I said all that to say that there is an influx of people realizing that this has to stop. This privilege and entitlement right. and this thing has to stop right. because folks that are doing it to other folks is fine. But when you start doing it to folks that got money, right. now things are changing. Right. Now they're closing up those loopholes and they're, they're sewing up all of those those big, I call it a, a tractor trailer holes because it wasn't even yes. a loophole. No, stepping your whole body in it because <laughs> it's so much but it's only accessible to those that know. Wow. Now they're opening it up to other people. Why? Because if there's that much money that's coming into one hand, they realize that there's much more money since it's being made every single day. There's much more money that they can disseminate into the world, and they're getting told on. That's so it. a lot of this, from the Bernie Madoffs down to the, to the Weinstein's, they're getting told on. Yeah. And this is what's creating more opportunity for us because if they got $80 million to blow, there's 80 more million that's coming. That's so it. where is that going to be accessed to me and you? That's it. That's it. That's it. I mean, my goodness, like you said, you, you, you're seeing, you know, we, we're seeing things changing. We're seeing mm. a lot of gentrification. We're mm. seeing a lot of, uh, you know, mismanagement of the... Yeah, I, I I have uh, a dear friend who um was going through a a program where um it was talking about uh you know uh it, well it was kind of a tour, and they were doing tours of areas where um you know they said that you know you know there was disparities in in how the people were being treated. They were you know uh, lower income families and you know, saying, well, you know, we're coming into this area and we're trying to rebuild and we're trying to do things to, to help these, these families. And, and all my girlfriend could say was that, you know, in the next 10 years, they'll be in the same situation that they were in prior because they're putting a bandaid on things. Thank you. And I think that a lot of what we're seeing is, is that even like, I said, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking even in Haiti, Yes. You know, what do we, you know, we're sending, we're sending people, people are going out and, and their, their goal is to go out and to assist, but we're not teaching sustainability. We're not teaching people, you know, if you go and you give them something, but you don't tell them how to sustain, they're just sitting there waiting for you to come next time. So do we just starve until you come the next time right. or, or have you taught, or have you given me the tools to, you know, of sustainability to be able to, to maintain what it is that you're giving me, or are you just simply, are you just simply, you know, giving me a temporary fix, and then I'm sitting there waiting for you to come the next time. You are putting, you're, you're absolutely right. You put a, you actually put a bandaid on an open heart surgery. That's how tragic it is. Yeah. And I'm so glad you use that because when, when I'm seeing this bandaid across the chest, the yeah. only thing holding their chest together is this little bandaid. Yeah. And if they breathe the wrong way, it's going to pop off and they're going to be fully exposed. So yeah, that, that's a great analogy. Yeah. And, it, and it stems from doing it for the gram. 
I talked about this a couple of weeks ago in a speaking engagement. So many people in society now are doing it for the gram. They're going on there and they're doing one of these numbers so that everyone can see that they're doing it in the, right. and, they're, and they're doing it up in the, and they all of it. Come on, come on. Right. If you got to do it to take a picture, then you're spending more time in photography than you are in the, the demographic. And right. then you're doing more for your look than you are for the people. And yeah. that's what hurts even more because yeah. that's what's being seen. Yeah. So many, I, I, and I ask people, I've gotten blocked by so many people now recently, and I'm telling you, so Minister Kim, it has been so hard for me to, to start speaking. I asked them, I said, okay, you took the pictures, but how much relief have you given? Right. And you see my post deleted, and then you, when I go to see the post again, it's no longer it's available right. on my feed. Okay, right. you can do that. You, you, you know, you can do that, and that's cool because that's your, your prerogative, but that's because you couldn't answer the question. That's right. You couldn't answer what you were doing. You went to Haiti because you had the availability to get in a plane and you had money to go across the seas to go to Haiti. But what did you do for the people? Oh, we were there helping shovel some of the, the sand back on the beach. You don't think they could have done that? All right. You don't think you could have sent that plane money to the community and they right. let them use that to, to, to help shovel right. that? You don't right. think sending continuous money for the next year, make a commitment to send $200, $300 a, a month, every month for a whole year so that they can do it, build back a school. You got so much money out here that you wasted. You could have put three and four schools together on more That's solid right. ground, That's set right. up a sustainable plan, That's set right. up a, 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 um, a build back better plan, which is more of a strategic planning thing, yeah. which is if this happens, then we're gonna do this. That's right. Um, put together programs for the kids so that they can learn maybe more about oceanography or geography or something so that they can right. be more pr permissible in their own land to help build back their own or Absolutely. get them into architect. Someone take about 10 kids, bring them back here to the United States, teach them about architecture so they can go back and now build their own communities back. That's it. People, not people are not doing that. Uh, and, I mean, and I think about even when we went uh, after the earthquake and, and you know, took tents and cuts. We, we talked... You all put the tents together, correct? Because if we go and put them together, and they come and they break down, or a strong wind comes and knocks it down, and they don't know how to put it back together, did we leave them supplies to repair them, or does it no. just become a tarp after that? Because we didn't leave them with the things that they needed to be able to to put it back together, just like you said, to sustain. Yeah, we can't just keep doing things on a temporary basis yes. and expect it to have permanent results. Oh, say that. So we just continue to go back and and like you said, for the photo op, just yes. to say we're going back. And then when then, you know, when things like this unfortunately happen where people are captured and they've gone done things. Are, are we have we heard anything more about it? <laughs> right. You pause because that's what it was. It's a great it was pause. like what what happened? Okay, so are they still there? Is anybody speaking on their behalf? Is anybody helping them? Or are we just chalking or we're charging that one to the game? What happens? Yes. What are. happens when things like this occur and, 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 and we're putting ourselves in situations where, where you know, we're, we're doing temporary things and, 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 and sometimes those effects or those consequences are things that, that then we feel like we have no control over and then we step back. Yeah, right. And that's the, that's the, that's the next thing, stepping back and saying, Oh, I can't do anything. Right. I can't, I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, too much. Yeah. yeah. We see things established. We see schools established in areas, you know, where, where they're saying they're low income families and, and then, and then you're setting up schools and then you're saying, Oh, well, you know, we don't have the resources to be able to, then why'd you start the school in the first in place? In the first place. Why'd you start it? And then you're going to tell me all of the limitations that you have when this was supposed to come in and help. Yeah. And I, I don't get it. I don't get it how they feel as though it's okay to do that. And then where do they get the idea or the audacity to tell people that they are limited? Because you can't do it doesn't mean somebody else can't do it. That's why we empower the people instead of you coming over here being the, you know, the, the Goliath over there. Right. But, you know, even, even in the, in the givings of that, are you giving because you want the photo op? Or, right. or, or the recognition or the letter to be able to put on your wall that we gave $10,000 to Haiti. Okay, give $5,000 and go over there and rebuild the school. Give 5,000 to Haiti right. and then go over there and use your resources, bring your people since you want to do a trip, bring right. your people and rebuild the school. Right, right. And you go over there and, you, and it looks like nothing has happened nothing. since the first 
Since the, I was just about to say, since the first one. Now we're trying to rebuild from the second one and nothing has, nothing has happened. Nothing has happened. I've been there and seen sinkholes in the street, yeah. burning trash, all kinds of things. I've seen it all. And, and, and no, you, you think that all of those millions of dollars and all these concerts and all these billions of dollars and all these people who have, have, you know, poured money into these countries and we're not seeing anything any results. any results. I have a, a girlfriend of mine that's over there. She was a midwife um, and she was uh, coming back literally about two days before the earthquake hit. Um, she had two days to catch her flight. So she got stuck over there. So of course she went right back to the village that she was in right. and she was helping out. And, and again, as a midwife, she had to help out with women that are birthing and new mommies and that type thing. So what she did is she decided that she was gonna set up a tent in that village area. And she walked from the next village and then walked back to the other village and then came back and just telling her, I'm a midwife, I'm here in the area. Send one of your children over here to whatever the name of the, the, where right. she was, right. if anything happens. Do you know there was a caravan of women and children, donkeys, horses, whatever they right. can get, if they had right. any about coming to her just to stay in that little village because they were two weeks before their birthday because they were a week before their birthday, because a couple of them were like six, seven months, but, but they didn't know if they were gonna be able to get any resources in that time. They came and camped out in this little area. It was, a, it was in the paper, it was in a little blurb, camped out where she was just so that they could be near a midwife in case they birthed. All she did was make one trip this way and one trip that way and told them that she was a midwife and she was gonna be in, in this little area. And they just packed all that stuff and just, made a beeline to where she was. And she said within the next couple of days, there were women that were just coming and coming and coming. And she had to make cots and tents. She called the Red Cross, well, got in touch with the Red Cross and they had to bring a couple of tents out to her because right. they had, and now they're talking about, oh, do you need any help? She was like, absolutely. I can't take care of all these women by myself. Right. But the fact that you're asking me, right. means you had no intention on helping if you have no to ask. Intention. No, if I call you and say I'm a midwife and I got 30 women here, they're like, well, there's only 50 women in the village. How do you have 30 women that are birthing? Because yeah. they came from the other village. That's oh, well, well, how did that happen? You, you're worrying about semantics. I'm worrying about getting these women help. Right, right. And right. then you come with a tent and then say, do you need some help? So you didn't come with help? Right, right. You so should that, have came with that everything. Just yeah. That just yeah. That just absolutely, what, I was like, this is crazy. And then we expect people to get, and then when they get burned out and they can't do it anymore, now we're right back to square one. Right, right. So now she's training, she's sub-training some of the younger girls to be her doula, at least be her doula, so she can have another set of hands in the birth. Right. But now she has to train these women. This wasn't training that they were going to get. It's nothing to certify, but it's experience that they have that they can better their environment. Right. So now these girls can now go and help other women to at least get the basic skills to help with the right. baby, to help cut the cord or wash right. the baby. How do you wash right. a newborn? You know, right. taking care of the head. How do you right. how do you help mommy latch on? How do you help baby birth? You know, all of the things that she couldn't do right. and be of, of assistance. Now right. these young girls, and she purposely got the teenage girl. Why? Because now they have a career they can go into. There you go. Now they can be properly trained. They can be the doulas of the area. They can be the new midwives of the area. And they're trained. Exactly. And she did that because it was necessary, not because she was there to, to start a But now, why don't you send money to her so she can keep that training going? Why? Why don't you right. give that to her? So these are the things that the Build Back Better initiative is going to be promoting. We're going to be giving these women the power in their voice to sustain what they need in their community yeah. so that they can be a resource for their own community. We don't need to keep going to Haiti. All we need to do is send some resources so that they can be sustainable on their own. We don't need to do that. There are people that are resilient people. Yeah. They, you have yet to hear Haiti say we need some help. When's the last time you saw a news, a PSA, please help Haiti, please send aid to Haiti? No, and they'll tell you, don't do that, don't do that. And don't even do it for the church, don't do it for the master, don't sit up here and always oh, Salvation Army, we're gonna, do no, we didn't ask for that, we didn't ask for that. Right. Stop doing that. Right. We're just trying to make money off of us. So, you know, we're building back a resiliency that sustains the people with strategic planning with innovative pivots that they need to take now yeah. that they see are necessary so that they can continue on uh, yes. being better and, and building back their own. And I love that. I love that. Building back better. 
Yes. Because that's what we're doing. We're, we're, we're starting at this point right here, right now. We, we can't continue to, to just continue to look back. <laughs> we, we, we have to look ahead and we have to forge ahead and figure out how we can best create, like I said, that sustainability to yeah. that, that, that maintenance to keep us going in the right direction. Otherwise, we're just going to continue to sit and spin our wheels and, and we're never going to see things prosper or, or, you know, never get to see the positive results of what's supposed to come out of this. Correct. You know, so just like you said, it's about, it's about the healing. It's about the boundaries. Absolutely. It's about the building back better. It's about the, the figuring out how we can best help, you know, ourselves and each other sustain. And more importantly, how we're taking care of ourselves. Mm. That whole self-care piece, because like you said, the burnout, is real. It's real. Sis. It is real. There are people who were on that front, who have been on the front line now going into the, to two years, you know, somewhat prior to that people are burning out. Yes. I stayed six months. I said, I got in uh, March of 2020 mm-hmm. and stayed um, until right before my birthday. So that was August. And mm-hmm. I remember coming and I'm, I remember needing talking about, I need to go to my uh, practitioner because I need mm-hmm. a mental health referral. Oh, yes. First time I ever said that. Yes. First time I ever said that. And that was because we had been doing so much with so little for so many so often over that that, that short period. And now we got people, we got two or three nurses that killed themselves um, at, well, excuse me, they died by suicide. We have to stop saying that. They um, died by suicide. There's two of them that are now, two or three of them that I know that are addicts now because they're they're needing something to kind of decompress and they're going to, they're turning to alcohol and, and, and pills. We got doctors that are just, I mean, they're, girl, they're writing scripts like it's candy, giving right. it to be because they don't want to deal with it. So they'd rather just medicate them rather than deal with them. And these people are getting right. pills like two and 300 pills at a time. Are you serious? They're talking about, oh, that's yeah. for the month. You take all them pills in one month and you will be catatonic. You won't even have oh. to worry about going to no therapy. You're going to be sitting right. there staring in, in the space. That's it. And it's crazy how this is happening. And they're doing it all to healthcare workers on top of the governor telling us that the nurses are expendable. We got nurses that are now being told that it's mandatory to take the vaccine. And they're like, wait a minute, we've been working through this vaccine, through this thing before the vaccine, before there was ever a vaccine we were working. And now you're telling us that we're going to get fired if we don't get the vaccine or we're doing it for your good. Don't you think we've been exposed to it and none of us has gotten the the COVID? None of us got the virus. None of us came up with symptoms. None of our family got it because we've been inoculated by being through exposure. Now you're making it mandatory. And then that's not 100% because we're noticing that the the level, and we see so many of these levels here because there's so many people here. There's like 20 million people in a 20 mile radius. So it's so many people seeing it that the people that are getting the shots end up getting the virus. Right. So how are you lessening the numbers and, and flattening the curve if you're giving us the very thing that's causing us to have our numbers right. rise? Right. So now these nurses are like, okay, well, we, we leave. And the governor says, oh, well, you're expendable. Oh, really? In a state that had the highest nursing shortage since the 70s, we're expendable? Okay. So now we got nurses that are heading to Utah and Ohio. And, and uh, there's one in Michigan, uh, Detroit is saying, we'll hire you on at, your, at the pay that you had when you were there. So they're spending money just trying to keep them That's accustomed right. to traveling nurses. They're giving them $100 and $110 an hour. Yes, yes. An hour. An hour just to go to their state to work for them for the weekend. We got people taking over for people that go out on maternity leave. Oh, we'll give you six weeks and we guarantee you a $1,500 uh, pay a signing bonus. Yeah. So we're yeah. losing nurses here in New York. And now we're talking, now they, they're giving people, I just saw the other day, they have a, um, a thing on the television. Um, if you come to this nursing school that they guarantee you an RN position in 24 months. So in two years, you wow. go from, a bachelor's to an RN, I mean, a, a, excuse me, a uh, off the street to an RN in two years. So that means you're going to go through a bachelor's program and an RN program in two years. Right. That's dangerous. It is. That's it, da- is. it normally takes people three to four years just to get your bachelor's. And now you're going right. to get your bachelor's and your RN, and your RN. BSN in 24 months. It's That's insane. so scary. It is. I don't want them taking my vitals. Or doing- I don't know about that myself. <laughs> I don't know about that. Right. Right. 
Right. That's okay. You know, but but everybody's getting to the point where it's just like, well, we have to settle for what we can get. And that's scary. And it is a dangerous so space to put us in. You're absolutely oh. right. We're seeing that in childcare. Yes. We're seeing that in the medical field. You know, everybody's starting to cut corners and they're saying, look, we just need bodies. We yes. just need people in here. And, and, and if they could just come in here. But, but there's so much liability. Yep. There's so much liability, you know, and, and, you know, when I do my trainings, I talk about liability and accountability because, you know, we have to be accountable and liable for those people that are in our care. And if we are not qualified to be able Say to it. do that, Say it. then we are in a world of trouble. Sis, I promise you, we have a police force, New York City police force. Do you know the average age is 26? Mm. These are kids. We got kids that age. Babies. Babies. And, and then they're getting the kids from the, from the war. And you know that that's horrible because right. now you're taking someone who's trained to kill and eliminate the enemy right. and you're giving right. them a gun and telling them now you need to go out in the community and you now need the police society. Well, if I'm afraid of you and I'm trained to eliminate the enemy, I'm going to associate that fear with an enemy okay. threat Thank and you. I'm going to eliminate you. And then you wonder why so many of these cops are trigger happy now. Right. right. Because they're trained to eliminate the enemy. Right. So right. now I'm sitting here trying to figure out if my grandson is going to live to go to high school because he's going to he's going to drive soon and right. because he's going to drive soon and because he's going to do what teenagers do and right. they're going to with the loud music and the window right. roll down and right. all the crazy stuff that we, we right. did. Right. Now I got to wonder if that's a death sentence. So now I'm telling him, oh, oh, well, you got to roll your window up, baby, and don't turn the music up. And when the officer comes to you, you got to smile. And, Are right. you kidding me? Right. Are you kidding me? We got to play step and fetch it just so my child can come home. That's right. Wow. That's crazy. That is so crazy. This is the environment we're going into. We're giving guns to kids and telling them to police our community. And now they have no respect. It used to be if I came in front of somebody with a piece of gray hair, it was Miss Martin Ram. Yes. Uh, Miss Ali. Ma'am. Yeah. My. Now it's, uh, excuse me, uh, excuse me, uh, uh, this woman over here, woman over here. Right. <laughs> what my grandmother will come out of her grave and okay out if I okay <laughs> that's right what? that's right that's right man i would have no teeth and y'all didn't that's even see it. the hand that came at my mouth I that's <laughs> it that's it or the shoe that came outside of course, outside of your head you ain't even see it you ain't see it, you ain't even see it. that's it i mean what? it's a it is it is such a tumultuous time that it is. is it is queen and yeah. that's why we they need us we are who we've been waiting for yes and we need to bring that power our voice stop being afraid of speaking up if we see something wrong say something that's what that means if you see something say something stop saying oh that's somebody else's problem because when the circles are back around and hit your child now you ready to fight now you ready to oh i'm gonna i'm gonna knock somebody out no 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 knock out the problem not the person there you go. Knock it out at there the source, go. not at the person, the human, because right. that may be all they're working with. But That's you right. have the power to text someone and say, sis, what about this post? You think you can handle this? Or go to somebody else and, and copy and paste the link and say, sis, can we offer some help to this? That's this right. is how we need to start communicating nowadays. Right. It's impact over intention. You know what I'm saying? Yes. It may be, you know, what, what are the lasting impacts of the things that we're saying and that we're doing? Right. And are they cohesive? Are we saying nice. the things that we're doing? Or are we just doing lip service? Because, you know, we good at that. We real good at talking about what we need. and what Sounds we want good. And but just like you said, hey, you know what I'm saying? You, you, you have to go about, you know, be about it. Right. Be about it. Be just about talk it about it. Be about it. That's, That's right. That's right. And not just do it for the gram. Do it consistently. That's Let that be your model. You know how we back in the day, we used to always hear people say, um, they call me the flower lady or they call me the candy right, lady. Right, right, you know right. I mean? They used to right. be so proud of that. That's right. That's what they were known for. So that's why don't it. you be the human rights lady? Right. Why don't you be the domestic violence lady? You that's in your it. purple. Why don't you do, you know, do your shows spe specifically for domestic violence if you're going right. to start a podcast? Why right. don't you talk about um, going back into the, 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 the village mentality? Make that your podcast. That's be the it. village lady, you know? That's do it. all of these things that make your reputation plausible for the community. That's right. 
make it so that the community can come. Oh, we're going to go to Reverend Martin Raymond because she talks about uh, uh, building back better. So we're going to go on her show. And we're going to talk about our new program so she can promote it in her thousands of listeners. So now you got a new topic. They got a new platform and now together you can communicate what the solutions are. And this is where we do, this is how we do it. And that's how we support each other by going on each other's shows and supporting what, what it is we're doing. We're gonna, and starting the conversation. That's all you need to do. Starting the conversation that that way we can start to build. Yes. Building back better. Yes, I love it. My queen, you know, I, I am just always, always thrilled to, to have any conversation with you because there's always a takeaway. There's always yeah. something that, that, you know, leaves me thinking and pondering about, you know, next steps, you know, in my, in my personal life, in my mm-hmm. professional life mm-hmm. and in how I can reach back. It's all about moving us from those spaces of fear again into those spaces of intellect where we're, we're learning things so that we can make informed decisions and then moving to that space of, of growth where, where we can reach back and say, okay, now I can help someone else. I've gotten to a space of, of learning and understanding, and now I'm going to reach back and I'm going to bring others up with me. That's what building back better, better. is yeah, all about. That's I what it's it. all about. So again, I thank you for being here with us, for taking time out of your schedule to talk about the things that, that you've been doing since You've been on our show last, and I know that it will not be the last time. Take a look at this beautiful face, because it's not going to be the last time you're going to see her. She'll be back again. I got to ask every quarter. Just five minutes. I'm coming. You are welcome. The door stands open for you. You are always welcome to come through and and to help us to to continue to take the steps forward that we need to take. So again, I thank you so much for being here. Love you, love you, and much continued success all that you're doing. Enjoy your retirement. And and honey, look, you still, you're retired, but you're still out here doing the work. That's just retired from what you were doing prior. But honey, look, the communal work, the work as a mom, you're a mom, a grandma for for life, for life. So so that's the role that you never retire from. So. You know, we look, we know that that that's just that that's there waiting for you. <laughs> all right. the, like you said, they all on the rotation. Make all sure that you rotation. got everybody's name, everybody's birthday, you got everybody together so that way. <laughs> and there's <laughs> a lot of them, I'm telling you. There's honey, a lot of them. I believe you said 17 last time. Okay. All right. <laughs> and, and counting. So look, we, counting. We, okay. And, and that's what it's about, honey. It's about making sure that that we're being the best that we can be. Absolutely. So that that way, like we said, we can build back better. Yes. Okay. So yes, again, thank you so much for being with us. And that will do it for this edition of the How Now podcast, where we talk about how to live in the now. And until we see you the next time, we say peace.